Hey, my name is Yolanda and welcome to Frank Factualities, the podcast. Tune in each week as I speak frankly about life experiences from my perspective and offer you a bit of unsolicited advice. Let's take a little time to laugh, to think, and to cry as we tackle some serious topics and some not so serious topics. Be sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome to Frank Factualities, the podcast. My name is Yolanda. Thank you all for tuning in to uh, another episode with me. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope all is well. I hope everyone is having a good week so far. That's it. Just wish everyone's having a good week so far. I am doing my best. (laughs) Work has started, so... I am back to work and I don't think I was ready. The summer went way too fast, but that's another story for another day. I went on my conference, so that went well. I had a great time uh, on the conference. I learned a lot of stuff and hopefully I can take those things back to um, have a better year, right? I want to get straight into street talk and I ain't even going to hold y'all. This Carly... What's her last name? Russell, I think, incident has gotten the internet swarming. So today is Wednesday, um, which is the day before this uh, episode will release. And today is when the news conference, uh, the press conference had been released. So everybody's getting these details from the police. Now, I remember when I was on Rob's show uh, from my experience podcast, and I don't know if you all listened to that episode, but if you haven't, please go to FME podcast or from my experience podcast. You guys can find that on Spotify, on uh, Apple podcast, on anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find that episode. And we were talking about the graduation situation. But on that, we mentioned that we don't like to speculate, jump to, you know, jump to the defense or to the aid or uh, the side of people when they come out with allegations or things happen, because a lot of times you just don't have all of the information when stuff just gets released. Because again, you have to give people the opportunity or people by people, I mean, the police, the opportunity to do their investigation. Now, um, we do our own little bootleg investigation whenever we want to look up somebody or check on an ex or find out about our homegirl, new man she dating. And just imagine if you had the resources that the police have to do investigations. So they're top tier. To think that we can outsmart the police is just ludicrous. We can't do it. Not one person can outsmart them. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that people haven't gotten away with crime. I'm by no means saying that. But it's very hard nowadays to do that. Back in the day, it was easier. Unfortunately, we know that to be the case based on all of these people who have been imprisoned for years and they have been getting out because people have found them innocent based on DNA evidence and all these other things that again, now we actually have access to, but back then you just didn't have the same sort of uh, resources and technology that we have now where again, I don't know if you guys watched the new law and order It's the original law and order. They rebooted it and it came out again. But in that one, if you notice when they do their investigation, the, the top tier chick on that show is the woman who, be looking up all the camera angles i mean it's cameras and the street lights it's cameras in the um 
the stoplights, it's cameras on every corner. She can, she got access to the store's camera. Like the, they got cameras everywhere. So they see what corner your car was on at this time, blah, blah, blah. When you cross the bridge. So I say all that to say when they pulled that camera from the freeway and they saw that the man said the FBI has it and they're going to do, um, kind of like zoom in on it, like high technology to see exactly when she exited the car. Did somebody else come up? Did she walk away? Like to just get information on that. Now we still don't have all the information to be clear because she hasn't come out and talked. But as you guys can see with the information that has been coming out, it is very choppy. They saw her search history and Google, which showed her Googling all of these things as far as how can you get away with robbing a register? Um, do you have to pay for Amber alerts and pretty much how to get away with murder? Um, not technically, but the movie taken and all these other things. So she was planning something and clearly right after looking up this, then this something happened. Now, I still can't say what took place. I, none of us still knows, but what I can say is one plus one ain't equal in nothing at this point is equal and zero because this ain't it's not adding up something's just not right and I'm going to be honest I don't ever speak on speculation whenever I have a, a theory about something but I'm very good at uh detecting lies especially when it comes to just common sense matters and my philosophy is that we're all not as different as we think we are whenever we are you know you guys have heard in psychology the the fight or flight um and in fight or flight, of course, what happens is, you know, you get hit with the with some sort of um, issue or you get hit with some sort of uh, crisis and you either are going to fight or you're going to fight. I mean, you're going to flee, you're going to fight and stand there. Well, that is typically how people respond. It ain't either or whether you are one or the other person, then that that's just it. But you usually don't have that many variations of an incident. With that being said, when I heard that she had arrived at her mother's house, I thought to myself, well, that's odd that you got kidnapped and you just show up to your mother's house. Typically, when someone's been taken, you hear about them being found somewhere, abandoned house um, in the woods somewhere. Um, if you were able to escape, those people run to the nearest house of anyone that is willing to help them, the nearest police station, hospital, whatever. If I am escaping something, I'm going to a public place or finding people that can now help me to call the police. But the likelihood of me making it home, whether I walked or I had somebody to drop me off is slim. I am going, I'm scared. So I'm going to go to the nearest, again, fight or flight. You're either going to fight for your life and stay there with the kidnappers and kill them so that you can get away, or you're just going to run. But running to me leads to the nearest person for help and probably won't lead to my house. That was common sense to me, but I didn't have all the facts. So again, I reserve judgment. I don't just up and post and, oh yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm praying for everybody who shows up missing, who has some sort of illness, who needs help and healing. Now I'm not saying that I take back my prayers for the young lady. I don't because that was what I wanted to do. Remember, you know, regret is in, uh, and remorse is in retrospect. No, in the moment, this was a girl who the world said was missing, who had deserved prayer for her safe, um, her safe um, arrival back home. And that is what we got, to be fair. Now, her lying is another story. And um, 
I don't think it will have any bearing on whether or not the police is going to take any other situation serious. I hope that they tend to continue to put in the effort for everyone because that's what you do. If you are somebody who is dedicated to your job, then you are going to put in 110% no matter what, even if you feel like the victim is white or black. Now, yes, there's biases and I'm not saying that there isn't where people are just like, oh, it's a black girl. I'm not going to care. But in a lot more instances, you have people that take their job very serious and um, them solving cases and getting to the bottom of stuff is pride. You know that if you guys work a job, you know that you hitting your stats or you hitting your numbers or you completing tasks. That is, you know, you like the kudos. You like to be the top employee. You want to be on the leaderboards like that's something to be praised, praised for. And we like to be praised for it. So police officers are the same. They get kudos and praises for closing cases and doing all this other stuff. And again, technology is something different. So yeah, they're going to go above and beyond whatever means that they have is not like, for example, Biggie and Tupac's uh, murders is still unsolved. And they just had some uh, break in the case where they searched somebody's uncle, the alleged killer's uncle's house. But think about all of the the new unfortunate rappers who have been murdered and how quickly they found their murderers because say what y'all want to say about this young generation, but they do snitch. Nobody's killing their favorite rapper and they not going to say who they know did it or heard. Um, we say we love Pac and Biggie, but we, our loyalty was not with them. Okay. And still isn't because trust me, somebody knows something about something. All right. Does everybody know somebody that knows somebody that knows something about it? Sorry. I can't pass on the opportunity to say that at every chance I get. <laughs> but anyway, so back to this girl. That is actually just what I want to get into the day. Y'all know I like to tie in my street talk with the topic of the day. And I know people who in general look for or what I call like just want to be a damsel in distress. They always are want somebody to come rescue them and to be in need for somebody to come rescue them in some sort of way of proving their love. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened to this girl. I don't know if her uh, running away was money driven or whether it was something she did for attention from her parents or her boyfriend or whomever. I don't know. None of us knows what the motivation behind it was, but we all know attention seeking people. We know people that do things strictly just for the attention of it. And it could be little things. Um, I, I would never tell anybody have how to grieve and how to deal with sickness or illnesses. But, um, Whenever I'm dealing with something in my life, especially if it's something that's kind of um, tragic, whether or even I'm dealing with illness or sickness, I'm 100 percent engulfed in that issue. And I don't really have time to let the world know that I'm dealing with this. You're so busy texting. Like, for example, my mom had to have her um, knee replaced and I had to take her to the doctor. So all my aunts and my mom has a lot of sisters was like, update me what's going on. I also have to update my brother. I also have to update her husband and my step siblings and like all of these different people. I got to let know, okay, we about to go in the room now. She's about to go in the room. The surgery went well. The doctor said this, this type of, and so I'm so busy texting all these people and updating them. I don't have time to tell social media. Oh, pray for my mama. She's in no, no, no. The people that I want to the God to hear their prayers. They already know her church family, her her friends, her family, everybody of those people know is not the first thing on my brain to say, hey, world, pray for my mama, because to me, that's for clickbait. That's for clout. That's for attention. And I don't care about that. I care about the prayers going up. You get what I'm saying? But that's a small 
a small cry for attention when people post these certain things on social media. But there are people that go ex- extreme. Um, at the conference that I just went to, I decided to go into a session about suicide prevention. And I wanted to do that because I feel like sometimes we as in schools or counselors and not individuals, but you know, we still work for an entity. And I think a lot of people forget that when you're at a job, you are representing an entity that's bigger than you. And we all have to answer to a boss or guidelines of things. So a lot of programs that schools have are reactionary programs. We react to Um, suicide ideation, but we don't necessarily have a lot of programs in it for prevention. Um, And I wanted to bring this up in my session, but I didn't because, you know, you got to read the room. And I didn't know if my issue that I deal with sometimes or we deal with at the school is something that all counselors deal with, which I typically find that they do. Since we are have been more mental health conscious, you that's going to open the door for the boys that cry wolf or the girls that cry wolf. And that's what we've been seeing happen. So I really wanted to get their take on what can we do about those people who um, are crying out for attention that are not necessarily dealing with uh, suicidal ideation. And what I can think of is the suicide prevention will help with that. The more you make you bring awareness to it, the more you say, here are some signs or symptoms of things that you need to be aware of, the more they can say it. But I can tell you for a fact that we've had incidents where um, a student says that they're in crisis. They say that this is, you know, they they want to harm themselves and we take it so far as, okay, we have to send you to the ER because that's what happened. If you're on a level 10 because there's a first aid to suicide, it's like, hey, on a scale of one to 10, you know, it's going to sound harsh, but it's something that we have to do to get to the bottom of it. You know, how likely are you to um, commit suicide right now? And I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not going into details. But if if someone that's like the doctor does with pain. So they tell me they're at a 10. You know, there's some more first aid type questions. And then I may say, okay, you're, you know, your parent needs to come. And then that parent has to take you to the ER. If the parent can't, we call the ambulance to come pick you up so that you can get evaluated by a doctor at the emergency room. When that happens, we have kids to say, and this is true story. I've had two students that this has happened to me over the years that I've been a counselor. One told me that, oh, no, I can't do that. I need to go to work. I got to go to work. I can't be late. And then another one said, oh, I have practice after school. So that's not going to work for me. I can't do it. But prior to that, they were in serious crisis, crying at the edge, had said to their teacher, this is what they want to do. They can't take it anymore. But the minute the steps have to be followed to give them the help that they need, it's a back out. Oh, no, I can't do it. Now, of course, at that point, you got to go because you've already said it. It's no retracting that that statement. You can't retract that because now I'm held liable if I don't follow protocol. So no, protocol is going to get followed, which is why I understood that cop was like, no, 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 we're still going to investigate this to this fullest. Same thing if something happened to someone else, I'm not going to use those two situations. So now every kid comes in my office, I'm just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you lying, you know, you don't really want to harm yourself or whatever. Of course not. You take every case serious. So I do understand that because you can't run the risk of not taking it serious because if something happens, happens that's on you if you didn't take it serious so no you take every case serious but it becomes tiring because I don't know um what at your job is one of those like 
911 cases that now takes up your entire day. But I was talking to a pediatrician one day. She is um, my uh, one of my cousin's wife. And so it's my husband's cousin. So it's by marriage. But his wife is a pediatrician. And um, she and I had the same story about uh, suicidal ideation. So she, as a doctor, has to also ask students, you know, have they ever considered harming themselves? And depending on, again, the answers to the questions after that and, you know, that question and then questions after will determine whether or not you have to take these 911 type approaches with these kids. And she said herself, like, oh, Lord, if that happens, that's an all day thing. Like, you got to shut down whatever you got to do for the day because that's it. You're going to be dealing with that case all day long. And those situations are that case for or those type of cases for school counselors. Um, that and also like a claim of abuse or, um, you know, any type of abuse, sexual, physical, that sort of thing at the home. Then now you got to get all of these investigators and uh, departments of social services and child protective services, all these people involved, your SROs. And so, yeah, you're working all day because you have to contact all of these people and they have to do their own questioning and investigation and you are tied up for the day. So I say all that to say I applaud the police for still investigating, for still going through the protocols because they could have easily not had a press conference like, okay, this is ridiculous. We're not even going to follow up with this anymore. But they're continuing to follow it up. And I like that because now that tells everybody else moving forward that these things are serious matters and you should not play with the resources and time because as everybody has been stating, they are really kids and women and 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 men that are really truly missing that those resources and time and attention could have gone to because we all know somebody right now that the parents have still been looking for that we've shared on social media several times and not once have they been on the shade room have they been on cnn have they got tv appearances and so I don't know how the how the media picks what story they're going to put on a platform and spread across America about who's missing, because I'm sure not just black girls, but they're pretty girls in general, white, Hispanic, you know, whatever, Asian that are just missing. And God forbid all the women in Africa that ends up that end up missing. So what I'm saying is that I don't know how they choose pick and choose who they pull up on these these platforms. However, guys. If you know that you have attention seeking behavior, if you know somebody who has attention, you know, them, you know who I'm talking about. Those people need medical attention. And and we all we do. We throw that mental word around. But in all actuality, we know people who need um, men- mental attention, mental health attention. We do. We do. We know the people that need it. And to me, that's a conversation, a very sensitive conversation. But I would. In that case, if I had somebody that I could see that was leading down that road of attention seeking behavior, I would say to them, hey, I noticed that you've been dealing with a lot. Uh, you have been requiring a lot of time and attention from certain people or, or yearning or needing it. And uh, I want to make sure that you're good. So I'm going to recommend some people that you may want to talk to to help you because, uh, you know, I just see this. This could be something that spirals out of control later. And I don't want it to. I care about you. And I don't want it to get to that point. Um, It's necessary. It's necessary. Uh, We typically see this behavior sometimes in uh, women, you know, women in general. Sometimes if a man doesn't want them, they uh, kind of pretend to be in need. Oh, my car broke down. Can you come get me? And really, they just want to know that that's their way of seeing whether or not he cares. But like I've said in the past, Acts of kindness aren't always declarations of love. It doesn't mean that somebody comes and bails you out of a bad situation that they're in love with you. So for you to commit some sort of 
act to see whether or not the person is going to come bail you out or save you from this doesn't mean that they love you or are in love with you. They could genuinely just be a kind person. So you trying to do something as extreme as uh, Carly Carly did uh, is definitely not it. But even something as simple as, again, I'm on the side of the road and, you know, my car won't start. Please come help me. That is, to me, drastic. You are stopping that person for whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and nine times out of 10, the person that you really call when something like that happens is typically not your man, especially if you're not married, married women. Yes. I'm calling my husband every time. Um, if I wasn't married nine times out of 10, I'm calling my brother. I'm gonna be honest with you. And if my father did live in the city that I lived in, I would call my father. And, um, even if I was dating a man, to be honest, I would, those are the people I know that would drop everything to come get me. So, um, to me, if you are a man and a woman does that to you and unless y'all live together, cause obviously that's another situation married or not, if you live together and you guys are sharing resources, then I can understand you being the first person that they call. But I have seen so many times where, um, you have always had a way to get to work when your car was in the shop or didn't have a car and you would have your home girl or whomever. But now because you want to see whether or not that man cares enough for you, you're calling him to do that. And, um, I saw, I heard a podcast. Um, I think is, I don't know if, you know, he's causes, not calls himself, but he's branded it so many times. It's finesse only club, but he also has this branding where he says, um, Un, rich and unemployed so I can't remember what's the name of the podcast but I know he even said that he reached out to a woman one time and asked her would she bring him something to eat and he really just wanted to see whether or not she would do it because it's like she's always asking me for stuff I wonder if I really need something would she come through and said the woman was like nah or what do you want or something like that what are you talking about what do you need and he was like yeah I just want a sandwich or something I'm not feeling really good and I want to see if you bring it and he literally did it to see if she would and she didn't and of course he said he never talked to her again but again I just wouldn't do that kind of stuff it, people will show you that they don't care and you don't need them to have to prove that and like I said just because they perform some sort of act of kindness still doesn't verify confirm or any of that that they love you and want to be with you just because they do that they're just a caring person and that's just it the end of it but um I'm not gonna hold y'all tonight I really am not uh I don't have a lot to say on that I just really hope that y'all are not out here scamming people to me if you lie you cheat you steal you making up stories I don't trust anybody like that this girl is obviously based on every the way that she's presented herself is a very educated woman she's a part of a sorority Seems like she has a lot going on and comes from a good family. I don't know what type of crisis she had in her life. If she was searching about robbing and kidnapping, she clearly needed something. I do know that they had a GoFundMe out. And I, I think that some people posted that they had been refunding people their money. So I don't think that they're trying to keep any. Or maybe that's just, okay, my hand is caught in a cookie jar. And now I cannot like keep these people's money without it being some sort of riot or downright just chaos. So... I don't know, but um, I would say to you all, frankly, the fact of the matter is we have to start uh, reserving judgment when these situations arise, regardless of what it is, whether or not somebody was killed unjustly, whether or not somebody got kidnapped, whether or not somebody said that they were done wrong in a store. 
just give it a good 24 hours and maybe 48 just so that other information and details can come out so that you can have all the facts. And I'm not saying we got to be lawyers. All I'm saying is that um, we so we want to jump on the topic so quick because we want to be one of the first to post about it, one of the first to talk about it, the first to make a joke, the first to make a meme. And although I like all of these things when I read them, um, sometimes you create stuff that you can't come back from. And um, I always say that when people get accused of things, when it comes, when the stuff is investigated, you know, and it comes back, nobody goes back to clean that up. We'll come back to blast like this girl. Oh my God, something happened to her prayers. Oh, she was lying. So then we post about that. But say, for example, this woman was accused of um, robbing a store and it comes out that she didn't rob the store that she didn't rob the store doesn't really get as much publicity as the this woman robbed the store nobody ever gets vindicated like that you know you may hear one but it's not that's not juicy news so that doesn't get spread as much as the oh they found out she did it and she lied and she all of this other stuff so reserve judgment do a little research you know hold your mule for a little while till you figure out what's going on and more importantly don't be out here scamming people catfishing people um Asking people for help when you really don't need help. Um, that's unfair. That's unfair. It's unfortunate and downright just unnecessary. So like I told you, I ain't gonna hold you tonight. That is my time. I just want to talk a little bit about that. And that wasn't even what I planned for, but it was just so much going on with that. I just had to say something about it. So until next week, y'all, I'll holler. Bye. <laughs>